Good morning, everyone. I'm R.W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Today is the 3rd of April, the 93rd day of 2023, affording us a numerically balanced 272 days to deal with any imbalances on our way to 2024. April is Poetry Month. For some time, actually. Recall Geoffrey Chaucer putting pen to parchment in 1387 and writing, Here beginneth the book of the tales of Canterbury, one that April with his shower's sota, the draught of March hath pierced to the rota, and bathed every vein in switch liquor, of which vertu engendered is the flower. Gaining popularity from the first tale onward, Chaucer's Canterbury Tales became the first choice of England's first printer, William Caxton, so that after setting up shop on the grounds of Westminster Abbey, Caxton made Chaucer's work the the first substantial book to be printed in Britain. Locally in Maine, poet Kathleen Ellis will be hosting the 21st annual Poets Speak reading at the Bangor Public Library Thursday in a week on the 13th of April. And next door in New Hampshire, poet Charlie Simic has his poem, The Grass, at the ready. It all hangs now on a blade of grass, of that blade I have written, sealing in each word the secret code of my longing, letting them go like a column of ants against impossible odds. Today in 1043, Edward the Confessor was crowned King of England. Today in 1492, King Ferdinand and Queen Isabella of Spain were receiving reports of how well the first few days of their edict, expelling Jews from Spanish soil, was going. The edict had an option built into it, offering any Jew who was willing to convert to Christianity the opportunity to do so and remain in Spain as a converso. And half a century later, the first European novel, a picaresque novel titled Lazario de Tormes, would be published anonymously by an author who many believe was a converso. Today in 1860, the Pony Express began service between St. Joseph, Missouri and Sacramento, California. Today in 1882, American outlaw Jesse James was killed at home by one of his gang members, Robert Ford. Today, in 1917, Vladimir Lenin, who had traveled from Switzerland, arrived in Petrograd, Russia. Today, in 1922, an ailing Marxist revolutionary and the first Soviet leader, Lenin, appointed Joseph Stalin general secretary of the Russian Communist Party. Today, 1926, the second flight of a liquid-fueled rocket designed and built by Robert Goddard occurred. Today, in 1948, U.S. President Harry Truman signed the Marshall Plan, providing $5 billion in aid to 16 European countries. Today, in 1953, TV Guide published its first issue featuring Lucille Ball and her newborn baby boy, Desi Arnaz Jr., on the cover. Today in 1954, Don Perry set an AAU record by climbing a 20-foot-long rope in 2.8 seconds. Today in 
Today in 1955, the ACLU began defending Allen Ginsberg's poem, Howl, against obscenity charges. Today in 1958, Fidel Castro's rebels attacked Havana, Cuba. Today in 1960, Elvis Presley recorded It's Now or Never at RCA Studios in Nashville, Tennessee. Heavenward in the southeastern horizon this evening, look for the Sombrero Galaxy in the constellation Virgo the Maiden. And Wednesday, we'll have April's full moon, the Pink Moon, also known as the Paschal Full Moon, upon which date the celebration of Easter depends this coming Sunday. The Pink Moon has many other names as well. For example, the Breaking Ice Moon, the Budding Moon of Plants and Animals, and the Moon when the streams are again navigable. The last moniker certainly applies to the beginning of the whitewater racing season in Maine, which traditionally has as its first pair of races the St. George Canoe Race weekend before last and the Pasigasawake Canoe Race this past weekend, good and wet with a full day of rain. About two months ago, the White House announced that come May, our government will no longer be officially concerned about COVID as an emergency. Three weeks ago, the Johns Hopkins University of Medicine Coronavirus Resource Center, which had been faithfully tracking COVID the past three years, said it had stopped collecting data, primarily due to the declining availability of data from state and local health officials, a difficulty also expressed a week ago by the New York Times, which has since reduced the frequency of their reports from daily to weekly, the rate at which the CDC currently provides stats about COVID. Therefore, in its new weekly report this past Friday, the Times reported that the U.S. had 133,520 confirmed cases of COVID this past week with 2,060 deaths, or approximately one death every five minutes. Worth noting, too, is an interesting fact released lately by the FAA that every wastewater sample taken from every commercial airline flight in the U.S. has indicated the presence of COVID. When so many folks want to travel with so many other folks, whether vaccinated or not, while we still have a substantial incidence of the disease, why should the FAA's info be a surprise? Since COVID's onset more than three years ago, 105 million cumulative cases of COVID have been reported in the U.S., the most of any country on the planet, proving we are the most hospitable people to the virus, engendering 16% of the world's 677 million cases when we're only 4% of the world's population. Deaths from COVID in the U.S. are currently at 1.2 million, as only 68% of all Americans are vaccinated, and only half of those vaccinated have had a minimum of one booster shot since. Today in 1961 in Brooklyn, New York, comedian Eddie Murphy was born to a New York City cop father who moonlighted as a comic, but who died when Eddie was eight at which time his mother remarried and Eddie was raised in a prosperous neighborhood on Long Island, where he first felt the thrill of entertaining in the third grade. He recalls, I had a pot belly, brown frame glasses, and a bald head. One day, Mitch, Mr. Wunsch came into class and said that whoever made up the best story would win an Eskimo pie. It was my first performance, and guess who won the pie? By the time he was 20, Eddie Murphy was performing on Saturday Night Live. 
Today is also the birthday in 1367 of King of England and Lord of Ireland, Henry IV. In 1593 of English metaphysical poet George Herbert. In 1783 of American writer Washington Irving. In 1904 of American burlesque fan dancer Sally Rand. In 1922 of American actress Doris Day. In 1924 of American actor Marlon Brando. In 1930 of German Chancellor Helmut Kohl. In 1934 of British primatologist Jane Goodall. In 1942, of American singers Billy Joe Royal and Wayne Newton. In 1944, of British rock guitarist Barry Pritchard and American singer Tony Orlando. And in 1958, of American actor Alec Baldwin. From Orono, Maine, I'm R.W. Estella with a word in edgewise. Here's to the third official week of spring and to the 14th week of the new year.